All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Boyd Bubble, with me as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan, back here to make our picks for Week 12 in the NFL. Doing this a day early because it is Thanksgiving, and uh, there will be several games taking place on Thursday. But, uh, Dylan, that will not stop our picks, and kind of a... We're going to do a, a first here with our picks this week. There's going to be a, a first um, in the history of our picks that uh, I'm going to kind of tease. and not going to be teasing long because we're going to jump right into it right off the bat. But um, interesting slate this week with some games that look pretty one-sided, but you've also got a, a good slate of games here, I think, that are about that five-point or less type spread, which means uh, a, lot of, a lot of things could swing one way or the other. Yeah, maybe a few surprisingly low spreads just because when you look at the records the teams have, but then you – Remember the quality of the football that a lot of these teams have played. It hasn't, you know, for the most part, been insanely high. So that's why you'll see some things with Tampa Bay, the uh, the Vikings, some teams that have really good records, the Seahawks, that are pretty small uh, uh, favorites. But at the same time, I think for the most part, you and I almost went all favorites this week. It still felt like a, an obvious one for a lot of these games. And then that kind of, again, to the game you're alluding to, kind of falls into that same bucket, a game that we're really excited for, but at the same time, you feel that, like it's going to be a, a decent um, decent win for Dallas there on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, we start with our games of the week, as always. We'll get into our – well, we're about to get into our betting lock, too, uh, one of them, and uh, our upsets. But, like, games of the week, we have two here, and we're going to start with the Giants and the Cowboys. The Cowboys are nine-point favorites in Arlington. Uh, I think this is rightful to have it as a game of the week. Because the Giants, we know, good record, coming off a disappointing loss to the Lions. Cowboys just wallop the Vikings. Um, just one of the most one-sided games we've seen this season. And now I think they come back home. They play a Giants team. Divisional matchup, always tricky to kind of project how those play out. But I just think, I mean, I just think the Cowboys are at least nine points better than the Giants right now with the way they're playing. And I just I see the Cowboys winning by double digits. So what I did, Dylan, for the first time ever. Not only is our, we have a game of the week here, but I'm going to make it my betting lock of the week as I'm going to go with the Cowboys to win this thing by at least nine because I look at the other games um, on the slate here and I'm not loving many of the others. And, and I just look at this one and I don't know that I expect the Cowboys to do what they did against the Vikings again. But, um, hey, I'm not saying they couldn't if they, they play pretty well, especially I think what the defense could do here against Daniel Jones in this Giants offense. Yeah, we just saw what the Lions defense that hasn't been all that good all year did against this uh, Daniel Jones and the Giants. So, um, I mean, I know the one they played earlier in the year was a pretty close game. Dallas ended up yeah. winning by a touchdown. Giants stuck with it. I think both teams are different, uh, not necessarily for the worse in any way for the Giants. Obviously, they've won a lot of games. Yes, they just had that bad performance. But uh, you look at all the different good games they've had over the course of the year. The thing is, their defense still isn't that great. Dallas is just point blank one of the best teams in the league. And I think their offense, you saw it start to come together in that one. Obviously, the defense set them up quite a few times, but uh, still, Dak looked really good. The pass, they got, they had the run, they had blended the whole, a really balanced attack in that one. They're running the ball fantastically, no matter how much Zeke's in there. Pollard's looked fantastic, as we talked about. Uh, we wanted them to see them use them more, and sure enough, it's working out well. And just overall for the Giants, yes, they run the ball a lot, and if Dallas is going to have one thing on defense that they maybe aren't perfect at is their run defense because of how good their pass defense is, but Overall, yeah, I think the Cowboys will cover, um, even though it's not my lock of the week. Um, I would pick them to win this game by at least nine points. But I still think it qualifies, like you, like we mentioned, for this game of the week because it's Thanksgiving, because these teams are so close in the standings with really good records. Um, I, I think they're probably still both going to make the playoffs unless the commanders kind of sneak up on, on one of the NFC teams that's um, 
and not in the division lead. Um, but outside of that, I mean, there's really a separation in the NFC standings. So the Giants are still looking good. I just don't think on on, on uh, Thanksgiving they're going to be able to go in there into Dallas and find a way to win and probably won't win, uh, lose by uh, under nine points. I tend to think this next game will be the game of the week, and that's the Bengals, one-and-a-half-point favorites uh, on the road against the Titans in Nashville. And um, obviously we remember what happened the last time these two teams played. Uh, in the playoffs last season, uh, it was the Bengals with a surprising win. Go on to the Super Bowl. Uh, meanwhile, the Titans, um, you know, have, I mean, you look at kind of the way they play, getting Ryan Tannehill back. Um, that's obviously been nice to have um, for the Titans. And, you know, coming off a really, I thought, a, I mean, a good win in Green Bay against the Packers and, um, you know, had some, I mean, Traylon Burks is back. That's huge. Uh, I think clearly for the offense and which is still going to be all about Derrick Henry, but, um, I say all that. I think I'm going to pick the Bengals here because it looks like they're getting Jamar chase back. And I think that, you know, something about this Bengals team, I know they've at times, you know, we've kind of talked about them this season, but I still think with their offense and what they can do, obviously Joe Mixon and whether he plays, that's something uh, to watch for, but I think this will be a really good game, uh, and I just think the ping, the Bengals are just a little bit better maybe than the Titans in this one. Yeah, I, I'm I'm siding with the Bengals too, but obviously really close. I think they have a better team than they did, honestly, at this point last season or even into the playoffs. I think their uh, whole uh, offense is really balanced right now. They're running the ball really well, something that DVO, DVOA-wise last year was a struggle at times. Uh, their defense has obviously come around. The Titans are right there, though. Uh, obviously, they've played, I mean, from that 0-2 start, they've won seven of their last eight games. They find ways constantly to win. Looked really good in Green Bay for large portions of that game, and the defense has been great. And I do, uh, you know, still have concerns about what could happen to Burrow, given what we just saw in that playoff game. Um, and obviously, the game being in Tennessee, going to have a little bit of an interesting feel, a lot of revenge on the mind for the Titans. Uh, yeah, definitely a playoff preview kind of atmosphere going to go into this one but like you said there's something about what Cincinnati is doing even without Jamar Chase Burroughs look fantastic um I think that they're going to have a little better protection in this one for them and I think it's just the defense for Cincinnati is such a key to what they're doing I know they didn't have their best game against Pittsburgh I thought uh Kenny Pickett looked actually pretty good um in that last one but yeah I'll go with the Bengals barely just because I trust the quarterback a bit more but man I I will not be surprised if we're sitting here on, on you know, when we record on Monday and the Titans have come in, sacked Burrow again like eight times, and this yeah. time they don't get all those turnovers and all the fumble luck and different things that uh, the Bengals needed to, to win that playoff game, and maybe Tennessee does come away with the win. But like you said, this will probably be the actual game of the week. Um, we've been pretty good with game of the week picks. I know we had Cowboys-Vikings. Uh, Cowboys-Vikings. Uh, I don't think we're going to get that right. one here, but um, yeah. maybe we'll in Dallas. But, yeah, it should be, should be a lot of fun. I, I anticipate – this one coming down to the wire one way or the other. All right. To our betting locks, as I said, I'm going to go with the Cowboys uh, to cover that nine-point spread against the Giants. Uh, meanwhile, I think you may actually have the best one here, uh, Dylan. That's going to be the Saints at the 49ers. Uh, the Niners, nine-point favorites as well. In um, San Francisco there in terms of – I think this is one – look, we saw the Niners. They look really good against the Cardinals. Saints just still feel like a team that – you just don't know what to expect on a week-in and week-out basis. I think that's the best way to put it. They did beat the Rams, but as we'll see in a minute, it's uh, probably not saying a whole lot uh, in terms of where the Rams stand right now. But I, I think the Niners, I mean, as you saw, like, on the broadcast, the thing they just kept bringing up is just, you know, it's like if you ask Kyle Shanahan, what's your what's your best weapon on offense? He's kind of like, I don't know. Like, it's take yeah. your pick. Like, they just have so many options. And 
I just think with their offense, their defense, um, yeah, I think this is a good pick here for the Niners. And the fact they're at home, I, I know New Orleans hasn't had the same home field advantage this past years, but nonetheless, a little different game than if they were playing in New Orleans. I, I think the Niners, yeah, they've, as we've kind of, even when they weren't winning a lot of games early in the year, we felt like they had they had something in them. So over the course of the year, they'd figure it out. Sure enough, they have. Uh, obviously, adding Christian McCaffrey helps, but getting healthier on offense. Um, the offensive line is, has really started to come together. The interior of the offensive line hasn't been as much of an issue as it was earlier in the year, and it helps when you have, yeah, Ayuk and Samuel and McCaffrey and these guys making so many different plays. Ayuk just keeps becoming a more complete player every week. Um, I think Jimmy G's looked fantastic, really, um, uh, so far, uh, the last couple of weeks especially. He's making some throws and making some decisions that we, we just at times haven't always made him see or seen him uh, do. So um, I, I think they're just a vastly superior football team to what New Orleans is. I know they just won against a Rams team with all those injuries and all those things. They still gave up 20 points to you know an offense that at times had Bryson Perkins in there. Um, it, yeah, I, I think that just – the nine point spread, it's a little, it's not, you know, don't love, it's a little high, but at the same time, I, I think that they're at least a 10 point better team than New Orleans. And I think there's a chance that they just keep rolling like we saw last week. I think that they're just going to, you know, at six and four, they still got work to do. If they want to win that division, uh, they want, they have the tie break at the moment after beating Seattle, but I think they're just going to come into this one. The atmosphere is going to be great after what they just did in Mexico City. Um, I, I think the Niners are going to probably pull away from this one and yeah that's why i ultimately picked it as the lock all right to our upsets uh boy for the first time this season dylan i'm gonna i'm gonna pick this team to win a game i truly don't think i picked this team to win a game the entire season i may be wrong on that but i'm fairly certain um the broncos are two and a half point favorites on the road in carolina to play the panthers and I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick the Panthers, I think. Um, and, again, I don't think I've done that this season yet. I just – the Broncos losing overtime to the Raiders. They're still the Broncos. They still cannot score consistently. Um, and I just – I think this team is done. I just – I have no optimism whatsoever for the Broncos at this point. And even on the road against a Panthers team that I likewise don't have a lot of optimism in, I just think the Panthers are going to win the game. So I want to take a chance and go with them in this one. Yeah, I think there's a good chance that that's exactly what happens. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to, well, two things. We need a few picks to be different uh, this week, so that's <laughs> yes. part of why I picked Denver. But also my philosophy of if there's one really good unit in the game, uh, a lot of times I'll pick that team. And in this case, it's the Broncos' defense. I know I yeah. went against that last week with uh, their game against the Raiders. But um, at the same time, uh, yeah, I just think that, uh, the, you know, they're fifth in DVOA. I still think they put together a, a really good season. I know they had the breakdown on that last play in the, the overtime loss to the Raiders, but still for the most part, as whenever Vegas got inside the 20, they, they held them down the field goals. Uh, special teams have been an issue for Denver at times. Uh, Carolina much better there. But Carolina's offense is still really bad, and I, I just wonder if Denver's going to maybe force a few turnovers. Maybe that's the difference that they need. Um, and it, either way, I think this game's going to be really low scoring, just checking over under 36 points. Goodness. That feels a yeah. little high. Maybe I'm just kidding. Yes. But it, it is it, – honestly, I will see. I, I could I, – I wouldn't be shocked if we get a 13-3 to 3 kind of – you know, the same kind of thing that we just saw for the that Ravens uh, game against um, against the Panthers. And I think, obviously, the Ravens' defense, in my, you know, as, as much as they've improved – and are, are still a pretty solid unit overall. I'd say that Denver has outplayed them for the most part this year on that side, and that's not good news for Carolina. So maybe they'll, you know, I'll, I'll pick the Broncos here, but, oh man, I, at the same time, Denver's offense, 
I could see them turning the ball over. And yeah, for the most part, they've they've been bad, but consistently bad. I saw a stat that they're at like 20 teams have had worse offensive games in Denver, but Denver is consistently like in that 24 yes. percentile. Like they're just always like bad, just not so bad. So maybe yeah. maybe this is the so bad game, and maybe uh, that's the one where you get the the win with Carolina. Uh, yeah, but we're talking about teams of the combined what six and 15 record. Uh, maybe we should yeah. move on to the next game. All right, we're moving on to the next game. Not record-wise, not too great with this one either. The Steelers are at the Colts. Uh, the Colts, no. two-and-a-half-point favorites uh, in Indy. I mean, the Colts, you know, lost a tough game to the Eagles, but um, I don't know. I, I still think they found a way to win this game. I'm just not real high on the Steelers either. Um, yeah, two teams, again, it's kind of the same formula here. It's a little bit better, but yeah. two teams that I don't think you really know what you're getting week in and week out, but I'll take the home team and the Colts. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Steelers in my upset. I, I As I mentioned, kind of talking about the Bengals game, I really thought Kenny Pickett looked fantastic. He had the one yeah. drop by Pickens on a long play down the field. He, other plays were Pickens, and the, the receivers were bailing him out a little more. But nonetheless, I thought you started seeing some of the, the things click for him, and some of the decision-making was uh, not so questionable as it has been at times over the course of the early part of, the, of his career. Uh, Indianapolis still, though, I mean, part of this is – uh, trusting that the Pittsburgh defense is getting better. They're, they're really good on, on the ground. Um, I know Indianapolis just put up probably their best defensive performance out of the season. I know they they beat the Chiefs, obviously. Yeah, that benefit They benefited from uh, kicks in that game and some of the special team issues with Harrison Butker out. Um, but holding Philadelphia to 17 points, not an easy task. Uh, they still, despite that, um, it's the other side of the ball I'm concerned about. They are last in DVOA offense. They're last in running the ball, second to last in passing. And I think Pittsburgh's defense, I know they just got shredded by Joe Burrow. A lot of teams got shredded by Joe Burrow. I think with Watt being back in there, just the time as, as, as you know, as he gets a couple more games under his belt and he gets those reps in, I think they're only going to improve on that side. So I'll, I'll pick Pittsburgh to, to get the upset win in a game, like another one similar, like you said, in terms of two uh, teams that have a lot uh, to be desired at this point. Um, and two defenses that, you know, have been pretty solid. And I think Indianapolis's defense, if they're going to win this game, They've been dominant with their run defense, really. Uh, they've struggled a bit more against the pass. So if they can slow down Kenny Pickett, I could see, to your point, the Colts winning this game. But I'll go with the Steelers finding a way uh, to get another win in the, uh, as Mike Tomlin tries desperately to hold on to not having the under 500 season on his uh, career docket. Yep, uh, that could be a big step, uh, beating yeah. the Colts, uh, for sure. All right, to our quick picks, we will roll through these quickly. As always, uh, the Bills on Thanksgiving, 9.5-point favorites. On the road in Detroit to play the Lions. Uh, Lions got a little bit of momentum out of uh, you know that game against the Giants, but I think there's a different task here. Uh, I think the Bills are a little bit more of a challenge, and uh, I think they will probably pick apart this Lions defense a little bit uh, and pick up the win. Yeah, I'm picking the Bills too. I you know they struggled in the first half for a little bit against the Browns, and they still end up you know obviously the Cleveland ends up getting the I believe the, the cover with some of the points they scored late in the game, but nonetheless for a while the Buffalo had a blowout on their hands and. Uh, given how they hadn't played that great in the first half, that's a testament to just how good of a football team this is. They're still uh, one of the most complete teams. They're still top of the, the league in DVOA. And, yeah, for all the good things that Detroit's done, I, you know, their defense, another, you know, they had, as we mentioned, a really good performance against the Giants. Um, they're probably at four and six, probably more of a five and five, kind of 500 football team. They've won three in a row. They've got all these good feelings. They're going to, you know, it's Thanksgiving, but, man, uh, it's just a different task going against Buffalo. And we, we saw last year when Buffalo, um, I believe they played the night game on, on Thanksgiving, just completely 
dominated the Saints, and I don't think they're going to be, uh, you know, after especially playing just playing in the stadium on Sunday. I think they're going to be more than ready for another uh, prime time, even if it's in the early slot on Thanksgiving performance here. I think Josh Allen, yeah, like you said, against this Detroit defense, it shouldn't be as much of a challenge. Um, may, maybe Detroit can build on what they did last time and, and cover here. That's why I stayed away from uh, the spread, but still think the, the Bills are just the vastly superior team, so they'll pick here. All right, the Patriots of the Vikings, also a Thanksgiving game. Uh, the spread's a little lower than I thought it would be. The Vikings are only two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Um, if you link that to the Patriots' defense here, may being able to do some things, uh, not exactly the same as the Cowboys, but somewhat similar perhaps. But I, I still think the Vikings are the better team. Uh, always have questions at times about the Patriots' offense. And so, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick the Vikings to, to bounce back at home here. Yeah, I'm picking the Vikings too, but I – I'm a little nervous. I mean, the spread is, like you said, it's it's low. Um, Minnesota, though, obviously a lot, a lot of jokes being made about them being 8-2 and two with a negative point differential. <laughs> As we talked about, they'd won all these one-score games. They are 24th in total DVOA. They're below New Orleans, uh, and, oh. which is insane. Uh, you know, I, I think over the course of the year that should normalize a bit more, but I – and meanwhile, New England, it's the offense is bad. Let's, let's be clear there. Yeah, I mean, so the Jets <laughs> yes. defense had a great game, and uh, they've been they've been really solid outside the ball. But man, New, New England just couldn't take advantage of anything. They've they've really stagnated. I know at times they've been able to run the ball well, um, uh, but they're still that's it's that side's not the concern. They've moved up to number one in defensive DVOA, and I just worry what we just saw against Dallas that we could see something similar. <laughs> Um, uh, maybe not to that extent, but nonetheless, still struggle in this one. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game than some of the Vikings games we've seen this year. I'm picking Minnesota, but I'm, you know what? I'm going to flip it. Might as well have three <laughs> different picks. I'm going to pick Might the Patriots well. with the upset. Uh, don't believe in their offense, but I do believe in their defense. And just classic Belichick having a team that we get into in November and they fi- start hitting their stride. Um, yeah. They still have a lot of shortcomings, still a lot of issues. But uh, I, I don't know, maybe I'm. I don't want to be I'm not trying to hate on the Vikings. I still think they're a much better team than some of the advanced stats that are out and their uh, point uh, differential would indicate. But just something about this Patriots defense and coming on the short week, I'll go with the Pats in an upset. So maybe, I mean, I'll, I'll keep the other upset, but um, this is my second upset special, I guess. There you go. Um, this next one, the Bucks at the Browns. The Bucks are three and a half point favorites. In Cleveland, uh, I think, Dylan, we're assuming Deshaun Watson's going to start this game, right? Um, is that the expectation? I think he's week? supposed to be back after their 11th game. So I believe Okay, never mind. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, his first game was always supposed to be the uh, Houston game. That's, that's right, the Houston their, game. After uh, that's their, right. They have a, okay. Yeah, yeah, next week. You're right. Okay, next week. Never mind. Forget everything I said. Pick the Bucks to win, to win the game. Uh, that's what I'm doing here. Uh, yeah, I, again, it, it all runs together sometimes when we get to this point in the season. But that's right. The Houston game is going to be uh, his return. Either way, I like the Bucks here. I think that um, we'll see what the Bucks are made of the rest of the season. But I, I just I think they find a way to win this game. Yeah, I don't know even for the Browns how big of a difference it's going to make with Deshaun back. They've, they're fourth in offensive DVOA. It's insane. Yeah, been, yeah. Brissett's been solid. They've run the ball well. They've lost, unlike some of these other teams that we've talked about. They've lost a ton of one-score games. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've obviously fought back just to make that the case uh, against the Bills. But they had, I mean, that first quarter they looked like the better football team. Things changed quickly. Uh, one fumbled. Uh, 
uh, snap or I forget it, or whatever it was against the Bills, and the whole thing kind of changes. But um, in this one, yeah, I still don't think I, I have enough to to think that they're going to beat Tampa Bay with how they've started to look. Um, the, the offense still has a lot to be desired. The defense has come around. Um, it's going to be a good matchup there. Maybe the Browns have, get something cooking. Maybe they find a way to get an upset here. But I, I still think that Tampa Bay is starting to figure out enough on offense, throwing the ball at least. Running the ball is going to be out of the equation. But that that works fine because the Browns' defense still overall has been really bad, and they've been especially bad, uh, well, on both sides against with their run defense and pass defense. So um, I think, yeah, there's just enough here for the, the positive momentum Tampa has going and the, the way that they're going to find ways to win games. And I just don't know the Browns have been able to do, obviously, over the course of the year. When they need to stop, they can't get one. When they looks like the offense is, do, is cooking, they, they you know literally fumble the ball back, with, even if it's an unforced. It's just those kind of mistakes – have followed Cleveland around this year, and uh, it's going to be hard to say that that's going to change in this one. Probably not a lot to say about this next game. Uh, speaking of the Houston and the Texans, the Texans are on the road in Miami against the Dolphins. The Dolphins, 13-point favorites here in this game. Yeah, I just find it hard to believe uh, the Texans will be able to find enough here offensively to keep up with this Dolphins team. So uh, give me the Dolphins. Wasn't want to quite go to that 13-point spread, but uh, I think yeah. the Dolphins are the pick. I feel like maybe I should have. Their uh, ESPN Football Power Index has them as an eighty-five point seven percent favorite. They just yeah. we just saw what they did with the uh, you know with the rushing attack against Cleveland a couple of weeks ago, where I mean they looked like the the 49ers in, uh, in some of those playoff yeah. games with Kyle Shanahan. You would th- you know not be mistaken when you see this Jeff Wilson Mostert and then Mike McDaniel calling the plays. But um, I, I yeah I think that the Dolphins are just. They're they're rolling on offense, obviously. Um, you know, if they can get the you know the running game hasn't always been great this year. Obviously, Cleveland's been awful against it, so that helps. But um, I think if that starts to to work, coinciding with their top ranked pass offense DVOA, just barely ahead of Kansas City, which is pretty crazy. But I mean, it's not surprising when you when, if you've watched a lot of the Dolphin games and how they spread the field, how open guys get, how Tua's looked. I mean, all of it. It's just so interconnected. I mean, Mike McDaniel has. You know, I had high expectations, but he's delivered. Um, obviously, with that on that side of the ball and the culture and the how those players players feel, I still think Miami on defense has uh, some concerns. Obviously, um, their their pass defense DVOA is fourth worst in the league, um, so maybe that maybe Houston finds a way to get some points going. I just don't see it. I think the Dolphins will cover this game. I think it, we've seen that Miami at times. Uh, just put it down on some weaker opponents, and I think this is probably another one of those cases, especially having the game in Miami get the Texans in that with that bench area and the sun as Miami likes to do. And uh, maybe this is another one where they pull away and easily win. Like you said, just a little, if it was like 10 or even 11, maybe I would have done it, but an extra couple of points, you get, you shy away from it. But then we might again, look at this on Monday. I mean like, man, that was one of the easier picks that we should have made. Yeah. Good. Good. Very well be. Like I said, I think the dolphins could score a lot here and not sure about the Texans. Um, all right. Quarterback questions all across the board here. Bears and the Jets. Jets are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, obviously, uh, Justin Fields' status uh, with the shoulder injury worth monitoring here. That would clearly significantly change um, probably the outlook for the Bears, especially against this Jets defense. Meanwhile, the Jets, uh, no idea what they're doing at quarterback these days. Um, sounds like Robert Sala is not exactly sold on Zach Wilson at this point. And um, so a lot of questions there. This, to me, Dylan, feels like a defensive-minded game, and uh, I think the Jets take care of business. Yeah, I think the Jets take take care of business just because the, their defense is so dominant. And the Bears haven't been, you know, fantastic on that side of the ball. They've actually been pretty bad 
over the course of the year. That's why they have, and it's worked out, I think, to what Bears fans would want, as we talked about last week. You, Justin Fields looks great, but you're uh, you're still losing games, except now that he's injured, uh, not so great. But at the same time, if it's something that, even if he missed the, I, I know they said day-to-day, or could miss the rest of the year, basically the most wide yeah. range of uh, quite a range, you huh? can imagine. <laughs> yes. um, I, I still think, that, you know, it doesn't sound like it's anything that would hamper him next year. So maybe it would be a good thing if you start, you know, given how great he's looked and you have that positive, the positive feelings about that and you, you keep losing and you rack up draft picks. Maybe you get one of those picks yeah. that's high and a team wants to trade up for a quarterback. And anyway, I'm thinking too far ahead for the Bears maybe at this point, given we're just talking about this game against the Jets. But I don't think it really matters who's at quarterback for the Jets, given how good their defense has been. Maybe it actually should be Flacco or someone else because – at least they can have been yeah. a little more competent and kind of keep the the, tra- the thing rolling. We saw that at times last year where Zach Wilson, early in the year until he came back from his injury, looked bad. Uh, and Mike White had that crazy game against the Bengals and just taking the taking the layups. And uh, in terms of layups, I mean, it should have been a layup when he got the que- uh, Zach Wilson got the question about the offense letting the defense down. Instead, he completely funked that one up and now you have all these you have elijah moore posting pictures on his instagram of him throwing a football as if he's the quarterback uh defensive Mm. players liking tweets questioning zach wilson and then obviously what happened with solid uh running back on you know considering him as the full-time starter so that is a concern obviously i just don't think against this bears defense it's going to make much of a difference and on the flip side especially if justin fields isn't in there and if he's not fully healthy and I don't. If he's not fully healthy, what are you doing playing him when you're a three and seven football team? Um, so I, I don't see a reason why Fields should be out there. And I think the Jets' defense, uh, clearly one of the more dominant defenses at this point in the league. It's crazy given how bad they were last year. They're six in DVOA, expected to be third by the end of the year with the with the projections. Um, so man, I, I think that is the unit that's going to tell the story of this game. It might be low scoring, it might be ugly, but I think the Jets find a way to get an important win as they uh, try to. You know, it's rough having those two losses, the Pats, in terms of playoff tiebreakers. But um, I think they get a good win here to to get another win in the column. Falcons at the Commanders. Commanders four point favorites in this game. Um, feels like another game the Falcons will keep close. Uh, seems like that's what they do, right? Aside from a couple games this season. Uh, Commanders got a lot of confidence right now with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Uh, I just think the Commanders are the better pick at home. But like I said, even for the Falcons, I'm sure they'll find a way to, to keep this close somehow. They keep doing that, don't they? I mean, well, obviously they won the game last week. Yes. And I, they're, you know, they've been surprising in terms of I, I, five and six. I'd be, if I was a Falcons fan, I'd be pretty happy with the how they've performed over the course of the year. But speaking of fans should be happy, definitely Commander fans. Obviously only a game up um, on, on the Falcons in the standings. But I think given where they were early in the year, they've, I think, won like five of their last six, something like that. Uh, the defense has really come around. It's not necessarily as dominant as it was during their division title year in 2020, but uh, you got to be happy with uh, how that side of the ball has picked things up. They defend the run really well, um, which is something obviously the Falcons uh, at times have relied on. Uh, not that Mariota hasn't looked pretty solid and, and stretches for Atlanta as well. Uh, but I think you know I, I, that part of that matchup there that might be a tougher part. And obviously Washington's offense is starting to figure some things out. Uh, it still hasn't been exactly yeah. perfect, uh, but they they just do enough. And I think they're probably going to just do enough here. And this just feels like the kind of game the Commanders need to win if they want to get into the playoffs. Maybe this is where Atlanta you know messes things up for them and the standings start to pull away a bit in terms of the separation of the of the teams in the wild card spots from um, these other teams in the second tier. But I think I'll go with the, the commanders to find a way to win this one as well. 
Ravens four-point favorites uh, as well on the road against the Jags in Jacksonville there. I thought about this one for a little bit, but then again, I think I'm the guy that's – I've given the Jags a couple home upset picks this year that I don't think have worked out too well. So I'm not going back to that well here. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think they're the better team, but um, I did think about this one a little bit. Yeah, given the Ravens didn't look that good um, in their last game, uh, on, at least on offense against Carolina, I don't know if they're going to have the same – problems with Jacksonville's defense but yeah to your point this is you know the spread's not that that big the the Jaguars according to ESPN's football power next a 42 percent chance of winning this that's pretty high given the the standings we've talked about Jacksonville yeah. they're, they're like the anti-Vikings in terms of the way they've played but um <laughs> where they sit in the DVO rankings and where they actually are as a team they've been pretty solid on offense um but I think the Ravens are still at this point a vastly superior team and as we talked about with them earlier their defense is starting to come along and I think that's uh, one of the biggest reasons why they're right now they're third in overall DVOA. It's pretty crazy. It's only behind Buffalo and Dallas. So special teams are always really good for them too. So yeah, I think the the Ravens are just too complete of a team to not be the pick in this one. Chargers four and a half point favorites uh, in Arizona to play the Cardinals, who are coming off of uh, not the greatest performance against the Niners. Uh, then again, the Chargers uh, just probably be happy they're not playing the Chiefs this week. Dylan, um, that's probably the the best thing for the Chargers. I, I think they bounce back and get the win here. Um, I just the Cardinals. I, I I just don't think, quite frankly, or you know whether it's Kyler Murray, Colt McCoy. I just don't have a lot of confidence in the Cardinals right now. So I think the Chargers find a way to win this game. I think they do too. I, I you know Justin Herbert made the had the big drive to take the lead. It's just left too much time for Mahomes and obviously the, the Chargers defense still, despite it being Mahomes and the Chiefs. That, they got to do a bit better there to try to limit them in that last drive. It was just, it's so easy. And it was almost going into it. You just assume they were going to score. It almost felt like they left too much time for the chargers. But anyway, yeah, I think the chargers are just a better football team. Um, We just saw with the Cardinals defense. I I know that it's San Francisco and what they're starting to build on that side of the ball, but uh, they've just been pretty bad over there. And I, I do still have concerns, obviously, about the Chargers on that side. We we know the run defense issues, but uh, I don't know if Arizona is necessarily equipped at this moment, the way that they've built their offense, to take advantage of it the same way that the Chiefs did for large portions of that game. Um, I I, I just think the Chargers are a better football team. I think they'll do enough uh, to get a win. But, yeah, this is a weird one, though. You know me with the Chargers. (laughs) These are are the kind of games, and when you look back on – on years where they've had good teams and missed the playoffs. These are the kind of games you look back on and be like, how did they lose to Houston? How did they lose to Arizona? Like, yep. you totally see it happening, but uh, not going to pick it. I, I I want the Chargers to stay in the mix because it's, it's a lot of fun having Justin Herbert um, playing games that mean something. So hoping they can stay in the playoff race for a little here. Losing this would be crushing given how solid the AFC is. Well, the Raiders are not in the playoff race, but they did beat the Broncos. So a little momentum finally for – Las Vegas here as they head to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Seahawks, three-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Didn't think about this one as much because I just think the Seahawks are going to pick apart the Raiders' defense, uh, unlike the Broncos could not do. I just I think Geno and company will probably be able to do that, whether it's Geno, uh, Metcalf, Lockett, Walker, you name it. I, I think the Seahawks will have much more success against this Raiders' defense. The question is, um, can you stop Devontae Adams? Not a lot of people can, but uh, I, I think the Seahawks just find a way to win this one. Yeah, I think Seattle's just yeah clearly the better team at this point. Uh, they did they you know struggle in that game against Tampa Bay um, and Germany a couple weeks ago. Um, I, I think you know it's just hard to look too much into a game like that 
when you're playing across uh, across well for Seattle, not yeah. even just across the ocean, but across the world essentially. When you when you consider how far away they are <laughs> uh, here on the West Coast, but uh, you know coming back, getting a little home cooking here. I think Seattle just a better football team. The Raiders, yeah, we they we've talked about them in terms of you know now they've won three games. They probably they should have beaten Arizona for sure. Probably could probably should at least be five and five. They're still have a lot to be desired on defense. It's still been a, a mess over there for the most part. We we talked we joked about how if Denver couldn't take advantage of it, there was no hope for Denver. And sure enough, I'm picking them this week against Carolina. But um, I, yeah, it was, at least there's some fight. I, I, I don't think they, it hasn't been a lack of trying. They've had a lot of one score games that they've fallen short in basically the opposite of the Vikings also. But I think Seattle is just too solid. I, I know that offense maybe again, isn't going to be as, as solid as it's been in the top 10 to DVOA. It's, it's projected to finish more in the 13 range. Um, defense is fine, but I think if this game was in Vegas, maybe I'd feel differently, but I don't know. I think Seattle's just, I don't know if they're going to win the division there uh, with the, how the Niners are looking, and now they are tied up in the standings. But I think Seattle still has enough in the in the uh, tank to push forward and at least get one of those playoff spots. And winning these kind of games, these are the kind of games they need to take care of business if they want to get into the back into the postseason after missing it last year. Well, this is one that'll kind of stand out for you. The Rams are at the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are fourteen and a half point favorites at Arrowhead here. Wow, just to think about that. Um, to the defending Super Bowl champion, not a great place to be in, but we know the injury situation for the Rams, and uh, so this is a huge number. Uh, clearly going to go with the Chiefs here, but even at 14.5, I, I wasn't comfortable picking the Rams to lose here by this much, but I can't say I didn't consider it at one point, Dylan, because I think just where the Rams are right now, you could see the Chiefs winning this one big. Yeah, th- this goes – I mean, we said that with Miami against Houston, but I think especially in this one, I mean, the Rams have just been – Point blank, pretty bad. The injuries have not helped things, obviously. Yeah, 88.2% favorite for Kansas City. That is a huge number on ESPN's Football Power Index. Um, Rams defense has not been as good lately as we've talked about. Their pass defense in particular is just soft. It is really bad. Um, it's hard to watch. I know that it's a product of some of the, uh, you know, not having that kind of pass rusher. They obviously with Vaughn last year, but they still got did things better. And over the, you know, early in the year, they looked pretty solid there. And it just, now every time it's, just just so bounty soft defense of, of, of fronts that they're throwing up, and that is not going to work against the Chiefs. They will very much take the underneath stuff, and then they'll run by you after they take the ball from underneath. And uh, So you have that mixed in with the Chiefs defense that I don't think is going to be challenged much here because, yeah, it's it's all the issues we've talked about the Rams, things that even beyond the injuries, before the injuries started racking up that they had problems with. But now with Stafford back in the concussion protocol, obviously cups out, the whole offensive line is – injured and every week there's a new injury now you're gone to your like fourth left tackle it's it's a mess um they've i you know wasn't you know not too uh mad about how their offensive output honestly in new orleans given some of the shortcomings they've had and some of the uh, things they're able to actually figure out maybe they have figured out a little bit in terms of what they need to do to at least not be just completely unwatchable when they have the ball but uh man this is a game that yeah early in the year before you know before the season started you look at this on the schedule, and you're like, oh, it could be a fun one. And now it has the biggest spread of the week, and it, it deservingly so. Yeah, the Chiefs are the pick. I, I think just like Miami, I would pick them to cover if, I, if we were picking strictly on spreads. Uh, there's just nothing from what the Rams have done um, lately to think that they're going to stand a chance in this one. Another game we probably expected uh, to be lower on the point spread. These, these, honestly, Dylan, probably would have been our games of the week earlier in the season, uh, very early in the season. Yep. But 
They're not now. The Packers are at the Eagles here in our, our final game. Uh, Eagles, seven-point favorites in Philly. Um, yeah, I'm picking the Eagles. I just think you have more confidence in them with what they've done at this point. Packers, you thought maybe we're getting back on the bandwagon, but I wonder if we kind of overreacted a little bit to that win against the Cowboys because they came out did not play as well against the Titans. Uh, now they got to go on the road to play an Eagles team that's uh, still very good despite the one loss and the near, um, near close call they had uh, against the Colts. I knew I was going to regret that Packer Titans pick last week as soon as I made it, but stuck with it. Didn't work out, obviously. I, I think Green Bay has a chance here. Um, I, I mean, that's indicated by that spread not being so high because obviously Philly, the last couple of weeks, as you mentioned, have kind of come back down to earth a bit in terms of barely beating the Colts and losing to the Commanders. And I know some things could have went against them in that Commanders game, a lot of turnovers and fumble luck for Washington. But they are just a better team still, and they are at home again, and the Packers have a lot more pressure on them, obviously. Still pressure on Philly in that in that race in the division. Uh, obviously, they have the, the win in hand over Dallas, but um, you want to take care of business if you're them. You want to end up getting that number one seed. So there's some pressure, but, man, the Packers are in a spot where you fall to four and eight. I know, I mean, you know, four and seven, we're getting desperate here, but you fall to four and eight, and it's, it's looking real bleak, even in the NFC. Um, I, I just... I, their offense has looked still better, uh, you know, at times. But at the same time, you you watching that Titans game, the the pressure that they were able to, uh, the Titans were able to get on on Aaron. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Philly does the same thing in this one. Um, it's going to be a lot of running the ball, trying to to take advantage of something that Philly's defense hasn't been perfect against. I, I do think matchup wise, uh, this uh, there's a chance because of that. Twenty six enough in rush defense DVOA for Philadelphia. The, the Packers are the fifth best rush offense. So. That'll be the story if they find a way to win this game. I think it'll be not Aaron Rodgers. It'll be the, their two headed back with uh, with Aaron Jones there and A.J. Dillon. Um, that would be the, the one way that if they can find a way to win. But if they can't slow down Jalen Hurts, if, if Jalen Hurts and, and that offense get back on track, which I wouldn't be surprised with given that, you know, as I'm talking about the, the issues for Philly's defense, we're not exactly talking about a perfect Packers defense. They're fourth worst run defense TVOA. Also not going to match up for what Philadelphia can do on the offense. I think – We've, we've always talked about that with the Eagles this year. They're able to, now the passing game is really developed, depending on their opponent, they're able to really attack the weaknesses. This could be back to one of those Philadelphia games from last year or late in the season as they started just running the ball constantly and demolishing go up front. Um, I, I, yeah, I think the Eagles are the better team here. But a game I'm still, despite the Packers' record, still I'd put this one on my pretty high up on my intrigue meter. I think Green yeah. Bay, there's still something there. Um, even if they're not going to make the playoffs this year, I still think they're you know, an interesting team that can give trouble to, to some of the top teams in the NFC down the stretch here. Yep. No, I, I think so. I think it will probably wind up being one of the better games. So we'll see how it plays out in that one. All right, there are picks for Week 12 in the NFL. And, of course, Dylan, get it all covered over Clutch Points. Let everybody know where they can find all that. Yeah, you can go to the Clutch Points uh, app to follow all these NFL games on Thanksgiving throughout the weekend. Uh, tons of coverage, tons of betting coverage on the NFL. Um, we have odds predictions that will be on clutchpoints.com, the NFL section as well as the betting section. Uh, tons of stuff with college football, a lot of big rivalry games coming up this weekend. Uh, tons of stuff with MLB free agency we've been covering and reading the MLB section of the Clutch Points app and obviously the NBA. So tons of good stuff, tons of NFL coverage, tons of news, tons of you know, Odell Watch is very much uh, on board right now with the Cowboys and Giants. I know two of the teams that are uh, pretty much in the mix here. It'll be interesting to see him go back to the Giants. But, yeah, any of that, all updates, uh, follow us on Clutch Points in the, on the app and in the website.
Yep, be sure to check it all out there. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, search for Establish the Past. Thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast, and we'll talk to you next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.